Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host, Katie, and I'm here today with Ty Crandall. Ty, can you go ahead and give us, uh, tell us about who you are, what you do, and what your business is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I've spent about two decades in the financial services sector. And what our company does is we help companies build business credit for their EIN that's not linked to their personal social. And we also help with all aspects of like improving business fundability, you know, fixing the things that prevent most people from getting loans and credit cards that they don't know about. Uh, And then on top of that as well, we also help link business owners with capital. We find all the different lenders and and, uh, brokers and all these sources out there. We have over a thousand offer loans and credit lines to business owners. And we connect business owners with the right source to help them get capital, like a one-stop shop uh, place for everybody to be able to get money to grow their business. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. So how did you get into that? What's the reason you started? Well, I owned a mortgage company. It was the first business I ever owned and I owned it in the mortgage crisis. So I, you know, it was great. Everything was fantastic. And then overnight, I feel like uh, today, what's happening with bars and restaurants were overnight with COVID, like you just, business was just shut down. We couldn't operate uh, when everything collapsed. And I, like a lot of business owners, personally guaranteed my business debts. Um, and I had things reported on my personal credit report that were for the business. So as the business wasn't able to generate revenue for six, eight months, we started to kind of default on some of those business debts. Uh, the debtors came and cleaned out all the money from my personal bank accounts, money I had checks written again. So it was, a, it was a financial nightmare for me. And then uh, then they, those late payments reported on my personal credit report. So what happened was when my business late payments showed on my personal credit reports, all my credit issuers lowered my limits to what I owed. And I could have navigated the crisis just fine. I had plenty of credit, plenty of money in the bank. But because I find, or because I, I guaranteed everything in my business name, it was all wiped out. And so years later, I would discover what business credit was and get really frustrated that nobody was out there teaching and educating on the topic. And I just decided to learn about it. And so in real time, I kind of learned and then I went and taught on these you know, cr- crazy basic webinars on how to do it. And then before I knew it, we just had a huge tribe of following and you know, Credit Suite was formed and, and, and everything we do kind of came thereafter. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. And to really like, really just start by wanting to help people. So um, my follow-up question to that is, you know, you started this business, you're like, you know, I want to help these people. I see this issue. Something happened to me that was not fun. And, um, you know, in growing that, did you ever have a moment where you're like, wow, this has really come to fruition? You know, I I, I think I have those daily. (laughs) It's, it's surreal because I think, you know, this year we'll do 12 million in sales. And so, you know, going from just a concept and, and saying, uh, you know, look, this is something in my, my, my vision today is the same as it was then. Everybody needs to know this. Small business owners need to know. You know, if small business owners understand how business credit works and they choose not to do it, that's fine but they need to at least have the information available to know how it works. And that's just been my mission. And to look now and see how many people are part of that. You know, we've got thousands of partners that sell business credit financing around the country and they spread the word. And it's just, 
it's really been cool to create this movement. And I love it to see other people come in my space, you know, and then like people think of that as competitors to me. It's awesome. Like I got a guy coming on my podcast in a few weeks that this is what he does. It's what he's passionate about. I'm like, that's awesome. We're passionate about the same thing. Come on and teach our audience how you do it. So it's, it's been a surreal experience to go through and, and go from just wanting to help to now seeing that we really make an impact with, you know, tens and tens of thousands of businesses. Great. That's amazing to see like how you've impacted people and like really watching it grow. And um, that's like amazing and great and wonderful. But what motivates you to keep doing that every day? I mean, you know, I, I think that you have to find something you're really passionate about. And for me, I love money. And it's not just making, you know, it's as easy to say, if you look, my son's name is cash, right? I mean, just, just to tell you like my obsession with money and it's not just making money. It's just capitalism. You know, it's the idea that somebody can have a concept or get frustrated by a problem and can go out in this world with no money and be able to get that concept going and be able to change people's lives and help them and make money and support them. The whole idea of that, that we have the ability to do that in this country where so many other countries don't, it's just so cool to me. So it's like every day I get to wake up and help business owners get money. And then I get to see them do these cool, I mean, amazing things with the money. And then I get to watch them grow into, you know, six, seven, eight figure businesses and beyond. And it's just like, it's, I, I feel like I'm in a dream every day because I get to do what I love. I get to deal with capital and then I get to deal with entrepreneurs because like, I'm the kind of guy where if you tell me what you do, I immediately want to do that. I immediately start building in my head. I'm like, I wanna, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and do what you do. That sounds awesome. And then the next person tells me, I'm like, that sounds awesome. I want to do that too. So I can't do every business. But I at least get a chance to like be part of all those businesses where I am. So being able to mess with money every day and being able to be part of capitalism and watch entrepreneurs go from startup to seven, eight, nine figure is like a dream to me. It's still pretty surreal that I get an opportunity to do it every day. So I think you have to have that level of passion to do it because then, you know, in the beginning, 16, 20 hour days don't seem like 16, 20 hour days. Like I tell my kids, I'm like, I'm going to play today instead of going to work because I love it. And then they get to see what it's like to do something that you love versus being around other adults that hate what they do. So I just, I, I'm very blessed to have an opportunity to do what I do. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful. And I think it's wonderful that you were, you found a way to turn your passion into something that you loved. Yeah. Um, and going to more of the business part, um, you know, we always have trials and tribulations. It's not always the easiest road as we heard with your original story in the beginning. So what were some hard moments, um, that you once struggled with and, you know, what were some of the bigger challenges that you faced? Well, you know, I remember one in the beginning that we, this wasn't our product in the beginning. We sold the product or resold the product from somebody else and that we were doing it for about a year. We were going to be a, like a million dollar business our first year. And then I got a call from them that said that they were going bankrupt in two weeks and they were shutting their doors and they supplied us the software. They supplied us the, I mean, all of our, they did all of our servicing for us. So that was a crazy experience because then, you know, we, it, it, we brought financing in house. We bought business credit in house. We brought, we created our own software to be able to do it. Uh, so that was an interesting time. And I think the second most uh, just happened, you know, six, seven months ago where out of the blue, our sales just dropped in half and we didn't understand why. And, uh, and they stayed that low. And when you build a company doing, you know, 800,000 in sales a month, and then you drop to 400, it's, it was, you know, all of a sudden you save money for nine, 10, 12 months. And that money goes away pretty quick. 
And so that was an interesting experience to go through and then figure out what was causing it and being able to slowly start correcting what was there and get, get, you know, right the ship and get things on track to a point where six months, seven months later, we're having, you know, months that were triple where we were back then. And, you know, having months where we're having the best months ever. So that was an interesting experience to figure out why our team failed, what needed to be done, build a new sales process to help them succeed, uh, put in, you know, into place goals and, you know, follow our sales team, make sure that each one of them individually is meeting those goals uh, and to be able to get back into live streaming and kind of pick up some of the things we, we, we dropped that we didn't know how much of an impact. Uh, so those were two of many, many, many uh, very interesting experiences along the way. But I got to tell you, Katie, you know, one of, one of the biggest lessons I've learned that I think can help your audience is this, is that everything in business that's happened to me that's bad, 100% of the things I had clear warning signs that I ignored. And here's how I think it all works. I think that we put in the universe what we want. We say, you know, we're very good at this as entrepreneurs. I want that. We've put our mind on it. We set our goals on, on going in a direction. And the universe provides us opportunities to get what we want. But then we're really comfortable. We don't want to admit it, but we're comfortable where we are. So we kind of pass on the opportunity. And the, and the universe kind of gives us another shot. We pass on it. And then finally, the universe just kind of slaps us upside of our head with some kind of catastrophe <laughs> that forces us to then take the action. And the universe like, dude, I warned you. Like, I gave you plenty of opportunities. If right, you just want to take them, you would have been fine. You would have been right. fine. Easy one. Oh, you didn't listen. Your world you listen. listen. Here's what happens. You listen. You slap them upside the head. So that's what I really found. And, and it was interesting because now I've got really good at just paying attention to any indicators that there are problems ahead. And to step back and say, what could this mean? If I don't take action, what am I looking at? If I do take action, what am I looking at? And then to take actions and avoid catastrophe. And it's helped us as a company really uh, not have a lot of problems that a lot of other companies have. So I've just found that the best things tend to happen on the tail end of, of the worst things, but you can avoid the worst thing by looking for signs and then taking action and then get the good things without the bad things happening first. So it's been an interesting lesson along the way. Right. So you actually just mentioned a, les a lesson, but I want to ask you again about, has there been any really good teaching moments in growing your business? Well, that's definitely one of them. But uh, I, gosh, there's so many teaching moments. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to say. You know, the, 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 I build a lot of systems. And what, what gives me my skill sets, I'm good at sales and I'm good at building systems and, and process and automation. Um, I like to say I'm, I'm the laziest workaholic you'll ever meet because like <laughs> I will work tirelessly to build a system that will do my work for me so I don't have to work. Like I just believe that. But, you know, it's also important. I think one of the big things that I've learned along the way is you have to have KPIs and you have to have analytics and metrics to measure what's going on. And if you don't have that, it's just disastrous to a business. So that's probably been one of my biggest teaching moments with, you know, the end of the fourth quarter of last year with sales dropping is it's another one to, to prove that same point. And, you know, what we do now is we have leading indicators for everything. We know how many leads are coming in the door on, on a trending basis. We know how many leads go to the sales team and how many leads they accept. They're called a sales accepted lead and how many leads marketing accepts a marketing qualified lead. We never did any of those things before. So the interesting thing now is I can tell you probably within 50 grand, you know, how much money we'll make this month and how much money we'll make next month because I have the metrics that tell me enough ahead of time of what's going on. So that's been a huge teaching 
teaching moment is to th- see things fail, to not be tracking analytics the right way, and to know that I need to focus on leading indicators that lead to what may occur and stop focusing on lagging indicators like revenue and sales that you can't control. I can't control what the revenue is after I see the revenue, but I can control how many leads are coming in the door and like last month, address it, increase the amount of leads are coming in the door to make sure that we continue to have a good month. So that's been a very important lesson is that you've got to have metrics for all aspects of the business to monitor the systems that you've created, to monitor the leading indicators of what's happening uh, to really avoid catastrophe. Right. And to really like keep growing and to really like pay attention to what's happening. Like you said before, you're going to get all these signs and all these indicators of what's going to happen and you can stop it before it even gets crazy. Yeah. So in talking about kind of like stopping things before they happen or redoing things or fixing things, the past year has been kind of interesting for all of us, um, and it's been interesting for a business. If you could redo anything in the past year, would you, or have you been really happy with the growth of your business? <laughs> I, I've had, as many people on here in the personal and business, some major failures in my life, and there's not one of them I would ever trade in for any amount of money. I just wouldn't. I mean, because everything has helped me grow to where I am. And it might sound cliche, but it really is. Like the biggest slaps in the face from the universe have taught me the biggest lessons. All the biggest lessons came from the biggest catastrophes. And uh, when that happened in our sales drop last year, it was scary. It was the scariest I'd ever been, you know, having so little money in our bank account and such a massive payroll and having so many people depend on you. Uh, it was a scared. It was more scary than I've ever been. It was the, more, the times where I just wanted to get out and have somebody else that was smarter than me take my position, you know. But uh, but I learned a lot from that. And what was interesting was I went into that. We started hiring VP candidates. I gave up. I said I'm out. Let's bring somebody else and smarter to do this. And then what I realized in their interviews was they were all saying exactly the same things needed to be done. And so then I walked out of that and I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I I now feel like I went through every one of those interview calls and wrote down every single piece of advice they gave or things they would have done in the position. And I adopted them all. And then we turned around and we were highly successful. Our sales dropped because we stopped live streaming. We didn't know that. Then COVID hit, we three three xed our live streaming, and our company blew up, and we didn't even realize it had that much of an impact. But I wouldn't give up those those worst moments because I think you have to feel that you have to have your back against the wall, you have to get scrappy, you have to feel like everything's on the line that you can lose. I think as an entrepreneur, you have to experience that again and again and again to kind of keep you alive in the business, or I just think you become numb and I think you become dangerous when you're numb. That's just my insight. Right. So, you know, in keeping the business alive and moving the business forward, where do you see your business in three to five years? Well, my major goal has always been to build a $100 million business. Don't know why. It's just something I set out to do years ago. I, I've, I've learned... I believe in, uh, you know, in the secret, the, the strategy that you could basically visualize enough and get what you want in life. Because I think the opportunities present themselves and you have to take action on those opportunities. And so I said, well, what's one thing that gives me everything I want? And I'm like, $100 million business. If I have one thing, everything else I want in life would come into fruition. And so I focused on that one goal for ever since I can remember. And so that's where we're going and that's where we want to go. And I think that in the next three to five years, I think we'll be closer to that goal. 
when it comes to revenue. But what I really want to do is I just want to simplify this process of getting money for entrepreneurs. I just want entrepreneurs to be able to make it easier for them to access the money they need, to be able to go to one place and get all the money they need and to be able to get into the lenders and credit issuers heads and know what these guys are looking for. And then, you know, meet that criteria before they apply and, you know, be able to do all the things that make them more fundable. And that's just what we're out to do. You know, we're finding credit reports like LexisNexis that nobody even knows about. And this is where all the lenders get their data. And then we're partnering with them and bringing their data to business owners. So business owners can see upfront that there are problems and correct them before they ever go to apply. And so that's really my passion is just making it easier for entrepreneurs to get money. And I think that we're doing a lot of things like our partnership with LexisNexis and bringing that back in data forward that I think it is keeps us, you know, that's, that's exactly where we want to be is continue to pull back the curtain and just make it uh, evident of what needs to be done to be able to get money in your business. So that's our big cause. And, you know, again, I, I think it'd be cool to build a hundred million dollar business. That's what I'd love to do. Sounds awesome. So um, next question then, what does success look like in 2020, 2021? It's been an interesting year for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, for all of us, because, uh, you know, I got my ass kicked last time on, on, in the mortgage crisis. Right. And I, I feel like I've spent the last 10 years preparing for this moment. You know, we, we had a vault of a year and a half's worth of recession content waiting. And when this happened, we deployed it. We had strategies developed. So it, it, it's been it's been interesting. We didn't plan on growing this year. We planned on redoing a lot of things, and we're growing like a weed right now. I mean, we're just growing really quick because our funny enough, our recession strategy worked better than our primary strategy did. <laughs> you know, so it's it's been cool, and and I want to continue our growth this year. But this year was all about profitability. You know, what we learned in the last years was that growing to grow is not good if your margins aren't there. You've got to run a profitable business. You have to be. It doesn't matter if you're doing, you know, eight, nine, you know, $10 million. You know, we just want to be on ink and be the high up and you get, you get caught up in that world and seeing that the numbers go up every month. And we lost sight of what matters, which is profit. So for us this year, it, it's not about making tons of cash. It's about being responsible as an organization. It's about making sure that we're growing, but we're doing so responsibly where our margins are intact and our profits are intact and we're stable. And if bad things and unexpected things happen, we can pull ourselves through and we can give to charities and we can do the things that we really have passion for. So that's our goal. And then I just personally want to help as many people as I can. I mean, it makes me literally cry and go to tears seeing so many people hurt the way that they're hurt because I, I was there. You know, like I feel that pain. I think about that lost feeling of everything being gone and not being able to support your family. And I like guess stuff still brings tears to my eyes because it's really painful. And you don't do anything to cause it, you know? It just it was just done to you. And you know, you're a bar. You can't even open. You don't even have a way to fight back. And I I felt there, I've been there before. So I'm in this high of I'm glad that we navigated this and are navigating this, unlike I was unable to navigate the rest. And I'm on this really sad low where, you know, again, so many other people are adversely affected. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's honestly awful. I think about it constantly. Um well, we're nearing the end of the interview, which is, it's been fun. And I love chatting with you about your business and learning, like, you know, hearing your goals because they're amazing. Um, but now um, my final question for you is how can our community, our listeners really help you grow your business and reach your goals? 
Well, look, for me, my cause is to help business owners build business credit. And so we're really big on, you know, being able to come in and being able to build business credit to be able to be more successful. And I think if a lot of people would have done that, uh, they would be able to mitigate this crisis way better than they could have. So uh, go to creditsuite.com forward slash EIN. And at creditsuite.com forward slash EIN, there's a great guide. It maps out the exact steps to build business credit. On our website at creditsuite.com, the top right of our page, you'll see our social channels, uh, our podcast. You can see our YouTube, hundreds of videos. Everything a business owner needs resource-wise to get money for their business uh, is there. And I live in a world where it's like, take all of our free info. You could do this on your own. You never need to pay a company to do this stuff. And we teach you how to do it. And then, you know, if you want the faster, easier path, we've got that opportunity as well. But for me, just no business credit exists. Stop personally guaranteeing things in your business when you don't. COVID has shown us the unexpected nature of business and that you could completely be shut down in a minute for nothing at a left field that has anything in your control. And being able to be prepared financially, I think, is important. So that's it. Is I just wanted people to avoid the fate that I had in the mortgage crisis. And the key to that is to getting access to capital before you need it. And that guide on building business credit, our training on getting financing before you need it, just tap into some of that free training and be financially prepared. It's the one thing you could do uh, to make me happy. And that's less businesses we have to help pull out of, you know, from the brink. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ty. It was wonderful chatting with you today and hearing about your business. And I'm excited to see your business grow when you reach those goals. So thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. And my apology for my dogs barking in the background. They're working from home like all of us are. <laughs> I know, right? so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.